the third week of Advent, and Advent is the beginning of our liturgical year, and what that one of the things that means is uh, the readings that we hear on Sunday, it changes, and so with this new liturgical year, we're in year C, which is the year of the Gospel of Luke, that from now through the end of November, most of the Gospels we hear, passages on Sunday, will be from Luke. So, I'm going to give you a little homework. Read the Gospel of Luke, okay? Sometime before between now and next November. And I think it's also really good to read the introduction, if your Bible has like a study Bible or a little introduction. To, because we have the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. All of them tell us about Jesus but they're all like different portraits. They all have different emphasis and they help us understand different facets of who Jesus is. And so, for example, in the Gospel of Luke, uh, as you read through it, there, there's some emphasis that Luke makes. You'll see especially an emphasis for the poor, Jesus' concern for the poor. Uh, there's a universal emphasis that Jesus came for all people. Uh, there is a lot of Jesus is always praying when you, when you look at the Gospel of Luke. He's, he's constantly shown at prayer. Uh, there's a prominence of women among his disciples in Luke's Gospel and the Holy Spirit. Now, I'll give you all a year to read all the Gospel of Luke, but your homework for this week is to read the first three chapters of Luke because I think it will really help to, as we approach Christmas, so much of uh, what we know about the Christmas account is from Luke, and as we are to understand this gospel passage today. Let's start with Luke chapter 1. We meet Zechariah and Elizabeth. They are a good couple, a, a faithful couple. They, uh, they've never been able to have children, and now they're quite old and that's the one big regret they have about life. Uh, Zechariah is a priest. He is chosen to enter the sanctuary of the Lord, and he is burning incense in the temple. And the people are outside praying. The angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, because your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall name him John. And you will have joy and gladness, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He will prepare a people fit for the Lord. So here this angel comes to Zechariah, and he's got great news that what they've been wanting and seeking, to have a child, they're going to have a son. What's Zechariah's response? He says, I am an old man. Now, he doesn't call his wife old, but he says, my wife is advanced in years. <laughs> How's that go over with Gabriel, the angel? Gabriel says to him, I am Gabriel, who stand before God. I was sent to speak to you and to announce this good news. But now you will be speechless and unable to talk until the day these things take place because you did not believe my words. And Zechariah, all of a sudden, he can't talk. And it goes on like that. He just can't say a word. 
But soon afterwards, Elizabeth is pregnant. Now, the angel Gabriel hasn't only got more than one place to visit on earth. After visiting Zechariah, the angel Gabriel makes a visit in Nazareth to a teenage girl named Mary. And the angel says to Mary, you know, you are full of grace. Uh, The Lord is with you. And the angel gives Mary a special message that you are to conceive a bear a son, uh, Jesus, who will save his people from their sins. What's Mary's response to the message of the angel? I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done to me as you say. Mary trust in the message of the angel. And even though it might, she may not understand it, She trusts in God, that somehow God will provide. And the angel also tells her, know that your kinswoman Elizabeth is now in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible for God. And Mary gets thinking about Elizabeth. She's oh my gosh, she's up there. I think I'd better go visit her and see if there's anything I can help her with. So Mary goes to visit Elizabeth and what happens when, as soon as Mary visits Elizabeth, as soon as Elizabeth sees her, John the Baptist, remember he's the one the angel Gabriel has said he's going to prepare the way of the Lord, told him to Zechariah. He doesn't even wait till he's born. He's already jumping up and down in his mother's womb. And Elizabeth is prompted to say, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. At the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, my infant in my womb leapt for joy. So, Elizabeth gives birth to a son. They ask his father what to name him. Poor Zechariah still can't speak. But he asks for a slate, and he writes on the slate, his name is John, and all of a sudden he can start talking again. And he gives praise to God. And and there's a beautiful prayer in the first chapter of the Gospel of Luke. It's called the Canticle of Zechariah. And in that prayer, uh, Zechariah says, And you, child, will be called prophet of the Most High, for you will go before him to prepare his ways. That Canticle of Zechariah is used in morning prayer uh, all over the world every day by priests, nuns, lay people, Uh, It's a beautiful prayer. So that's chapter one. Chapter two, I'll let you read on your own. That's all about the birth of Jesus. We'll be talking more about that in the upcoming weeks, right? Chapter three now. This is when John the Baptist is grown up, and it picks up on what we heard in the gospel last week. He is out in the Judean desert. He is fulfilling the words of the prophet Isaiah. A voice of one crying out in the desert, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his path. John is fulfilling his destiny. Now, before continuing with today's gospel that picks up with John in the desert, sometimes, and this is why it's good to read your Bible, because what we hear in church, it can't contain everything. So some pieces get left out. And I think it's important that you hear What happens before today's gospel is John's out in the desert. The crowds have come to him. They want to be baptized by John. 
How's this for a homily? John says to the crowds, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? John's calling them a bunch of poisonous snakes. He says, Produce good fruits as evidence of your repentance, and do not begin to say to yourselves, We have Abraham as our father, for I tell you, God can raise up children to Abraham from these stones. So John is letting them know, if you want to be baptized, show some evidence that you mean to change. Uh, Don't fall back on being children of Abraham. I was walking by a church yesterday morning, and, you know, we got our sign out front. We got a nice Advent message. Uh, uh, We wait in joyful hope for the coming of our Savior. It's nice, right? I was thinking after reading this today, I thought, well, maybe we should change it and put right out on the sign, you brood of vipers, who told you to flee from the wrath to come? (laughs) So that's the context of today's gospel. That's why the crowds are asking, what are we to do? I mean, they've just been you know, really leveled by John. And, and, and they're probably thinking John's going to have something radical for him. He's probably going to tell him maybe to, will you move out in the desert like me and you eat wild uh, grasshoppers and wild honey like I am. Does John do that? No. When, he, when the crowds ask him, what are we to do? Uh, he says, whoever has two tunics should share with the person who has none. Whoever has food should do likewise. John's telling, he's not telling them rocket science here. He's he's telling them, listen, if there's people that are hurting and you're in a position to help them, help them. If, 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 If people are hungry and you've got food, share it with them. If somebody has nothing to wear and you've got more than enough in your closet, give it to them. And you know, that's really the beauty of this time of year, isn't it? It's a time where we just naturally know it's a time to be generous, a time to share with those who who don't have. And I know as a parish, I've been already at last night's Mass, I had several people asking about our giving tree. Usually we have a, a giving tree put up by our mom's group, and then there's ornaments, and you've been very generous in taking the ornaments and then buying gifts, and then they're given to five different local agencies that they then give them to families that are in need. Um, we're, we're not doing that this year, um, but believe me, there's lots of other ways to be generous, and I hope you are. I, one of the things is with those five agencies, uh, what we are doing is our Matthew 25 initiative. We've been supportive of those agencies in the past through Matthew 25, uh, will continue to be. And so just kind of watch your bulletin for uh, when they become five, you know, each each week we have a different designated charity. Five percent of our regular collection goes. And then if you want to give directly, we have some Matthew 25 envelopes underneath the giving tree. And... uh, This week, our Matthew 25 collection is going to the Heat and Warmth Fund, providing utility assistance to Michigan residents in need. So that's one avenue, is uh, Matthew 25. Another piece is, uh, on Friday, I was at a meeting with a priest in the area, 
and we had some the leadership from St. Vincent Catholic Charities, and they, uh, they have been known for helping to settle refugees from all over the world, people who have no place to go, who need a, a home and everything that comes with it. Uh, this year, they have a number of refugees coming in. In addition to that, there are a number of people coming from Afghanistan who have no place to go. And I think I, think I read uh, in our, with St. Vincent about 300 will be settled in our Lansing area. And they're starting to arrive and, and will be arriving very shortly. That's a wonderful thing to participate in. And, and in the bulletin this week, there's a whole article from St. Vincent with different ways uh, that if you wish to be involved, you can. We are in the year of the Gospel of Luke. Gospel means good news. This is the good news of Jesus that Luke provides for us. I encourage you to... Uh, to hear, we'll hear more about it throughout the year. Read the Gospel of Luke. But for now, let's get started with chapters 1 through 3. <clears throat> 